2: Play is loud. Let's <laughs> for the whole new cast since the bye week is here. No Barry Church, and I really wanted to talk to Barry because Barry's all been been about. He said Justin Herbert was going to be a a top five MVP guy, and then mm. Kellen Moore was going to show Mike McCarthy and win, mm. so I don't get to talk. Jesse, Jesse, I, I don't get to talk to Barry this week, but you know how Barry is about these things. He's got these, 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 these. I believe this, and I'm going to stand on it. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I was doing baseball, but. It's okay. Cray not here. Heckman was on the last show. Jesse Holly. Former Cowboy player, Everson Walls. Former Cowboy player, Justin Bowers is here. Former Cowboy player. Okay. No, <laughs> look,
3: no way. Media it's expert, all y'all. media expert all y'all on that side of the table.
2: I'm merely newly Scruggs, So this media mash is uh, this 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 mash of new media here as we do the Players Lounge just for this bye week that's coming up here. I'll just go around the table here since we haven't had a chance to just talk at all. Your impressions of the Monday night win against the Chargers,
4: Jesse. um. I think there's still a term from Dan Quinn, "gritty but not pretty." It was a gritty but not pretty win. Um, this is more realistic than what this is. What the brand of football and how you win football games Monday night was more realistic than what you saw. Even in the even like even in their blowout loss to the Niners. That's not realistic. Football doesn't happen like that. The blowout wins against the Giants and the Jets, football doesn't happen like that week in and week out. I think this was more of a realistic um Understanding of how football is being played and, and a team went out there uh, and got a gritty victory that they needed. You saw the reaction that the guy, you saw Dak was like, Thank you. <laughs> Mike McCarthy was like, Yeah. Like you you saw, you saw those guys, the desperation in that celebration of those guys getting that victory. They knew what it was if you lose two games in a row heading to the bye week, uh losing to that team. So gritty but not pretty. Uh, we'll take it four and two heading to the bye week. I'll take a
5: gritty. I love gritty. Let me see you do Can the gritty. You gritty? This team, Can you gritty? You know do that? I don't even know what you're about. <laughs> I'm too old for that stuff. Anyway, I enjoy a gritty game. This is a team that needs to win more gritty games. Yeah. You know, we're, we're front runners. Let's just say it. That's what they call us all over the country. Anytime we come up on a tough team, you know, all of a sudden we got all these problems. Oh, <laughs> you got the injury here, there. You know, we're like little, you know, manicure is not quite right the way you want it to be. Hey. Hey, man, I see you, yeah, you, know, You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice, this is nice. how
4: we take yourself, care of yourself over man. this side of the table, see, man. But anyway, <laughs> <you know?
5: laughs> anyway. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but this is the kind of game that we need to win. This is the kind of team we need to be. I, I really don't like the, 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 the fluff. I don't like the blowouts necessarily because there's always a moment there to where this game could have gone either way ends up being a blowout. I want a game, what we just had the other night, to where – everything was against us, It was, and it wasn't pretty at all. I love gritty. This is the kind of team that needs to be gritty. I always compare what I want for this team to what we are. I always compare us to the Ravens, the Titans. They'll go out and win some crazy game. You know, how, did, how the hell they win that game? I don't know how they won that game. This is the kind of team I want. How they win that game? Man, they, they, they had cojones. That's how they won that game. That's the kind of team I want. And that's what they were Monday night.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good starting point. And I say starting point because, yes, you're six weeks in now, but it gives you a good indication that this team isn't going to peak out week five of the season which you're starting to see some things fizzle out a little bit with other teams like the 49ers the eagles no more undefeated teams i would rather have a starting point of where to work to get better than to say oh we're five weeks in we're on top of the world Mm -hmm. there's nothing left to work on everything's so good and then you start to see the fizzle out especially with the back end of this schedule that the cowboys have so for me i like i like where the team is at, however, there's a lot of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Those pre-snap penalties. Wow. Oh that that ergs and, and we can talk about that a little later. But I like where they're at. I like the determination. I like the resilience that they showed in this game. But more than anything, what I really like is you're starting to possibly see the offense get their footing. And and I think that's they need a matchup with the defense. They need to level out there. So that's where I'm at. What about I remember, you,
5: Nui well, is the only gritty person here. You see, everyone else has their nails done, and Nui does Newey, not. Nui's like,
4: what up? I'm from the, I'm from the hey, jungle. am a, a, a football
0: reporter. It
4: is what it is.
2: I remember being in the locker room after the 49er loss, and Tyler Smith said, we must respond. To this and we will respond so that stayed in my mind because I thought he was after after a, a getting punched in the mouth I thought Micah talked with a lot of pride CD was frustrated I thought Tyler Smith kind of came with the we have to respond and that so I took his comments like that's the one I'm gonna key on this week and that was what I I thought they, they responded okay you got embarrassed on national television you're right back on national television what are you going to do this is a good quarterback. Here is an offensive coordinator who knows what you do. Yes. yes. Uh, there's a head coach who's supposed to be a guru defensively, and they responded. Yeah, defensively.
5: <laughs> and, and, and this was, you
2: know, by the way, this was the score they had the last time they went out there. And Zerline ended up kicking the game-winning field goal to win it, so 20 to 17 win. So uh, this is, as you too well know from play. It is not easy to win on the road. This is not college football. That, that's where sometimes I think cowboy fan gets into it like you didn't beat them by so and so. This 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 is not college football. Get a win. Yeah. Yeah. And and go home and it came down to the end. Um, as it's supposed to in most games in the National Football League. You look at the early lines, they're usually, you know, three or two and a <laughs> half. So, I mean, it's not it's not gonna be easy. And and it wasn't. It wasn't. And so they they went out there, they got a win. I don't think the Chargers gonna make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, I just think their coaches – I don't think they – I think Brandon Staley's bad. I go back into that game when he des, when he decided to go for the fourth down and Bland ended up
5: breaking it up. Like, Take the point. Kick the field goal. Yes. I'm like, this is, this is going to be a long game. How how you know that wasn't a Kellen call? Because um, that's something Kellen would do. But this is what Brandon
2: Staley was doing before Kellen oh. got there. So this was already his M.O. Like, we're going to go for it. But I'm just like, man, kick kick three points and – If he does, maybe it's 2020, and you're out here kicking, kicking a field goal to win the game. But this is just who he is, and I just think it's going to get him fired. I I said it on the players' I Would not be surprised if Kelly Moore is the interim coach Mm -hmm. at some point in time because he just—I mean, you guys are watching the game. Do you watching? I'm looking.
5: There's dumb and there's Charger
2: dumb.
0: (laughs) What are you
5: doing? And at the end, they're always driving down for the last, you know, the last moment well, I mean, to preserve or to win a game. They have the most losses by six points or
4: less than any other team in the National yeah. Football League. And it was it, it was a combination of um, Brandon Staley dumb and Kellen Moore dumb. Because you saw the you saw the opportunities where you know Brandon Stanley he wants to go for it on fourth down he's he's been the leader of that analytics things it says go for it and then at the end of the game which has always been my issue with Kellen Moore thank you it happened to us it, it happened for us and and not you know it happens for us and it wasn't us doing it to them Kellen Moore went back to the same old bag I need a first down what do I do pass I run to the sticks and turn around and Stefan Gilmore said. Not today, my friend. Like, that is – that. like, I remember Kellen Moore is a disciple of Jason Garrett. I remember playing for Jason Garrett, and I remember standing there on the sidelines sometimes, and we'd line up, and, and defensive backs would go, here come the Harvey route, they're running to the sticks. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, we we are running the Harvey route. And sure enough, you run right to the sticks and, and stop, and people was eating it up alive. And so when you have those combinations of two coaches who – who can't balance each other out, right? Like like Kellen Moore can't outcoach the stupidity of Brandon Staley, and Staley can't outcoach the time the stupidity of, of of Kellen Moore. You end up what you have. You have a team what on paper is one of the most talented rosters in all of football with a quarterback who people continue to overvalue and overrate. I Was going to say why does
5: anyone blame Herbert the way we've always been dumping on Dak? In the same situation, same offensive coordinator, the same predictability, in the big games that we lose, why is it that the narrative is so different now? I, that I don't understand. Because he's still considered top five. And, and Dak is, is steadily falling. I've always said this when I was doing my,
2: my radio show uh, on NBC Sports Radio. It's interesting on who we choose to forgive mm-hmm. and who we choose to condemn. Mm. Justin's been forgiven. Ah, It's this, it's that, it's that, 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 that. It's always Dak's fault. Uh, One of the things that I found very interesting from the criticism Dak has gotten this year when I've heard he can't win a big game. So all of a sudden, going to Tampa Bay against Tom Brady, who's never lost to the Cowboys in his career, that's not a big game. And I learned this from John Madden. The late John Madden, when we were doing these, uh, we, we they would fly NBC would fly us all out to LA to go talk to to Al and John, and I was in Romo. Was
4: when the money was, that's when the way. money was good. That's when that's when that's when that's when, that's when, that's when, that's when the money when well, the money was good right there. When, out, man, when them Beverly, TV network hey. when ah, hey, you you fly you get a trip you get a trip you get a trip. Now they like. uh we gonna send one of y'all. You yeah. got it. You got to,
5: no, ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no sense. Zoom, no, you zoom in. Oh, zoom, zoom. Yeah, you can't <laughs> have Tony Dungy <Dougie laughs> and Jason Garrett. With
2: one o'clock on this
5: day. You gotta we, bring your we, phone and a
4: tripod. Your Yeah, your you, you don't even get a camera crew. Cool. <laughs> hey, you gotta. Uh, we gonna get you a 4K phone and get your tripod. You better tripod. You better learn how no, to do it yourself. Nah, it's your station computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right there. So, uh, that, that's what
2: it is now, they ain't lying nobody. It's all, it's all on Zoom. And so Tony's the quarterback, and and I asked. You, I said, John, man, Tony's got this reputation that he doesn't win big games. He's like, you know what bothers me bothers me so much about that? Show me the little game on the schedule. Mm. He said, there's 16 of them. They're all big. And I would go back to this year's game against Arizona. A lot of Cowboy fans thought that was a little game. It wasn't a little game. was it? Nope. Mm. No. No. And, and, and the where, what it could end up being in the stands along the way, there's no such thing as a little game in the end.
5: They're all big. Even when they talk yeah. about uh, – Okay, well, what did Dak do this game? Well, the, the defense he played against, the 31st in pass defense. You still got to go out there and pass on them. Yeah. You still have to go out there and make plays and do your job. To me, that's the professionalism that this team needs to be credited for. I don't care what we went out there and won the way we were supposed to go win. Everyone doesn't go out there and win the way they're supposed to win. Many times we go out there and we tank. Ask Philly. Ask San Francisco about those same things, about what we're supposed to do. Dax had some touchdown passes dropped on him this year.
2: Yes. yeah, you know, I know he's sitting here with six touchdowns and four interceptions, but you know the tight ends have dropped two, um, at least two really? at least. Yeah. that I've seen. Um, Gallup should have had one Monday night, I thought. Yeah. So along the way, and, and look, every quarterback goes through this. You know, you're going to have – that's that. That's a part of what's going on here. He's just undeserving of the venom that he gets. Yeah. And when I hear the he's Kirk Cousins, I'm like guys, now we now <laughs> he's we, the black Kirk <laughs> Cousins. We, you know. Now we now we didn't go on too far. We're going too far now.
3: Yeah. You know. No, and I think too the way that Dak continues to have faith in his guys when there are drop passes. We talked to uh, Lunda Wells today with. Uh, earlier uh, Mm -hmm. he had availability and the faith that Dak still has in his guys though you know there's drop passes within the tight end room not even just in the end zone just Mm -hmm. in general that's been a reoccurring theme and he still makes sure to go into the tight end meetings he takes it upon himself to go and establish that chemistry establish that uh, connection so that way that's not an issue anymore the amount of work that this man does outside of just being the quarterback that he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to show up on Saturday morning to go do that. He takes it upon himself to do. I think, yeah, Nui you said it. Perfect. The, the venom is just so, Ridiculous, And I knew after that 49ers game, I knew Mm. what the media headlines were going to be with the interceptions. And that doesn't tell the whole story of what Dak is doing. And especially going through a new establishment under this West Coast offense, there's going to be hiccups. There's going to be growing pains. And I think people forget you're only five weeks into the season at that point. But
2: the criticism at the 49ers game was warranted. Yes.
3: Yeah. Was
2: warranted. No doubt. One of the things I did that week was I was talking to to several players and and even asked uh, one of the coaches. Are you can you put too much into one game? No, no, no. The owner's saying it's a measuring stick, Mike's saying it's everybody. And and the reason I'm asking is like in the back of my mind, well, what if you don't win? Yeah. You know? It's like boxing. You, know, you can talk about your win. Or what, what if you, if you, just you don't, don't win? play
5: well at all? You, know, you come yeah. out there, and
2: look like Errol Spitz. Right. You know, and they just <laughs> butt Crawford you.
4: all... Oh, Shout oh, out to Errol Spence. <laughs> I I That's my guy.
5: That's Newey. So
4: if yes, you see Newey on the street, just give him one. Tap him up a little bit, Errol. No, he's and, and, and,
2: and, and it happens. <laughs> St- styles make fights. I mean. Ken Norton broke Ali's jaw. You remember back in the day, I me. Mean, Ali could not handle Norton. He just couldn't. Styles make fights. Or Cooper, <laughs> Cooper with the left hand, the <laughs> left hook, was him. Right. So, <laughs> so you know these things happen, and that's why I'm like, you guys put so much into this because it's all it's, it's October. We got a long way to go. You got a long way to go. And but the criticism I thought when you when you when you when everybody talks about it and Dak talked about it and you have three interceptions, that's not going to get it done. Mm-mm. It's it's just not, and so it, now to the levels that some people took it to, it for, the former athletes, but that that has to be called out because you're making that kind of money, you're expected to perform, and he expects to perform. You and, can and, tell that he humbles himself, and he didn't. Yeah. And and oh, by the way, Michael Parsons did. I mean, it was a little, it was a whole lot of folks that didn't get it done that day, but the quarterback is going to get it. The three picks, and, and we could talk about well, the offense isn't here and there, and, and that's fine. But you got outclassed in San Francisco after saying you're ready for. He's it. like, here we go, take they, three. They
5: threw down the gauntlet. The Cowboys yeah. threw down the gauntlet. Right, right. Yeah. Take
2: three. We can't get it done. <laughs> and, and and so you 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 opened yourself up for it. They opened themselves up for it. They took it and then they responded against the Chargers. Now can you respond after the bye week? There's a pretty interesting opponent coming up here. Let's dive into the Rams, who, oh, by the way, are not the same sorry Rams people thought they were going to be to start the season. We do that with Jess Everson. Jesse, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on Dallas Cowboys.com radio.
5: Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and Pattaya, and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls.
6: Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss at hugoboss.com and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss.
0: We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge.
2: Players' Lounge, different look today. We've got Jess Navarez with us. We've got Everson Walls, the former Dallas Cowboy defensive standout. We've got Jesse Holly, Mr. Fourth and Long, joining us right here, another former Dallas Cowboy. All right, so the team's on a bye this week. They go into the bye four and two. When they come back, it will be a game against the Los Angeles Rams, who are three and three right now in their division. Uh, obviously, the 49ers leading the NFC West at five and one. Seattle three and two. Rams are three and three right now. The Cowboys, oh, by the way, are 0-2 against the West. Hmm. Arizona lost to them out there. Lost, uh, lost to uh, San, San Francisco nah, nah. right out there. So here come the Rams a lot better than we thought and I'm worried about this game. The reason I'm worried about it is Matt Stafford's got Cooper Cup back and uh, Puka Nakua.
4: Puka Nakua.
2: You know mm-hmm. we, we. Who could, is this guy? Man, you know what he man. is. Like, if they went out there, like who looks like Cooper Cup? Him.
4: <laughs> him, him,
2: him. You. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that movie with the, with the two ladies? Uh, the, the where one tried to be the other one. Can't, Chris, what is it? I can't remember that. Uh, single white single white female right, right. or something like that. That would wear. You know that's what they did. So, they found found a, uh, I, he's from the islands, but yeah, he looked like Cooper Cup, run like Cooper Cup, just dark. So, <laughs>
4: so, so <laughs> Dax the Black, Kirk cousin, Puka Nakua is the black. The Ivory White Coast Cooper, Cooper Cup.
2: <laughs> 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 I remember mean, Rick Carlisle got first, when he first got hired here, cup when he took over Avery Johnson. Like you know, what, you know what they say about you. He's like, no, they're calling you Ivory Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Didn't need to laugh too loud at that. And,
2: but but the thing is, you know, Rick, Rick, super smart guy, got it immediately. <laughs> like, oh,
5: okay,
2: okay. But but Rick kind of had that rep. But um, this this passing game that the Rams are going to bring in here, uh, they're going to test the Cowboys. They, they will test the Cowboys. And and Matthew Stafford, Dallas native, is his, uh he's slinging the rock. And and I give Sean McVay a lot of credit. I thought this team was going to be bad. They're not bad. This is a team that if you are not on point. Especially coming out of bye week with time. is a good football team. Jess?
3: Yeah, no. I think for me the focus is on the offensive line what the Cowboys. Offensive mm. line is able to do with another week of building that cohesion and that continuity together because that's been something that they haven't had the privilege to be able to do up until two weeks ago. And so mm. to be able to stand against a firm D-line and continue to build that I think it can only help at this point. And you saw glimpses of it. It wasn't perfect during this last game, mm-hmm. but uh, to me, all eyes are on that O-line and what they're able to continue to do. Um, it's so important to build that continuity, and now you're five weeks in. Most teams have had, the, I guess, the ability to do that. The Cowboys are kind of playing catch-up in that department, mm-hmm. so I want to see what the O-line can do during this game. That's
5: a good one. I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, not just the O-line, but this is what you touched on, coaching. Okay, Mm. San Francisco was on coaching. This particular game, it was all about coaching. Uh, There are certain teams, such as the Rams, when you have a McVay, who are able to draw up a game plan that can give your team a chance to win. I don't just mean, you know, everybody does that. But I mean, they are specific in what they target. They're going to target our defensive line to see if they can run the ball. Keep the ball out of our offensive hands. That's what they're going to try and do. And they're going to do their best to stop us from running the ball. There are certain nuances that coaches can find out, Jesse, as you know, that they can hang their head on, that can give them a chance to stay in a ball game, to keep the crowd out of a ball game. We've seen it so many times here. And this is the, why I like last week, or this past game, because it didn't matter what the game plan was. After a while, this is about punching somebody in the mouth. Yeah, It's about who's going to react to these unusually big plays that you might not be accustomed to having against you. So how are we going to react from the fact that we may – someone may be overly aggressive against us and it's working and we don't know what to do about it. This is the kind of games that we need to really go out and eliminate. Those causes, we need to be a better coach team and we need to have better responses – to whatever we see on the field. So sometimes it's just about the reaction, not about what you go in with, but the reaction to what you see in this particular ballgame. One of the things that the Cowboys
4: struggle with um, defensively a lot is the eye candy. And the number two team in the National Football League with pre-snap motion, the Los Angeles Rams. 65% of the time they do pre-snap motion. 40% Forty percent of the six, out of that sixty-five percent, they're doing motion as the ball is being snapped. That is one of the things that the Cowboys have to improve on. And when you have these missing pieces, when you don't have the Leighton Esch's of the world, when you don't, uh, when you don't have the uh, the digs of the world, and now guys are being moved around, right? You know this defensively. When when the number two guy becomes the number one guy, then the number three guy becomes the number two guy, the number four guy. So now you got this rotation of guys, and you're trying to have the proper communication. This is the type of offense that you go on. You going up against where you have to be assignment alignment sound. You have to know what the hell you're looking at. You have to know what it is before the snap. And you darn sure better know what it is after the snap because they're going to be passing guys off through zones and guys will be going one way and come back the other way. Sean McVay is one of those young, innovative coaches who have bought into the the the, the, the system of we're going to call an offense that's going to stretch your defense. And, you know, now you're kind of playing Micah back and forth between – Defensive end and linebacker. So there's a lot of moving pieces in uh, uh, in this defense, and so I want I, I want them to really be able to focus on. Now this week there th- there is no work being done. This week, ladies and gentlemen, the guys are gone, rightfully so, as they should be, right? Getting their bye week. So when they get back to uh, uh, to working next week, this is one of the things that the Cowboys have to really lock in on because they're going to try to confuse you, um, and and they're going to try to your point, uh, Cub. They're going to try to make the matchups work in their favor. Yes. They're going to try to get Stefan Gilmore yep. having to run with somebody. Stefan Gilmore. Field. He's not good. He, he just, I, I said this to come out of training camp. If he can keep everything in front of him, he's great. Yeah. If, he got to get on his high, if he got to get on his horse and chase somebody, oh, he's in a world of trouble. So just piggy, piggybacking on what
2: you two have talked about in the coaching, Sean McVay used to work for the Shanahan. Mm-hmm. worked yeah. right beside Kyle. He's going to go ahead and get yeah. that 49 take. tape,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> dive into it. He'll get that Arizona tape and dive into that. Uh, against Arizona last week, they blew them out uh, 26 to 9. They ran the ball 28 times for 179 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. So that's talking about the coaches. He's going to attack
5: you where he thinks you're weak.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to get into that. Uh, so what what gets me
5: with the Cowboys, though, and I talked about it in the other podcast, when do you make your adjustments? It seems like once we have a problem, we don't adjust well in games that we lose. I thought that we would make a better adjustment with San Francisco sooner. You don't have to wait till halftime all the time. Sometimes you can make it after the first drive. I remember sitting there with Ernie Stout sometimes like, hey, guys, we know exactly what they're doing with us. Jane Stalin's over there yelling. All right, from now on, we're not doing it like this on the flex. We're going to make an adjustment. They don't make an adjustment sometimes to the second half. Sometimes that adjustment doesn't work for the entire game. I would like to see this team say, okay, we can be diverse. We don't have to be this team. Okay, in in the first quarter, we don't have to be that same first quarter team. Second quarter, we're different now because we just made the adjustment. I just don't see that, and maybe I'm missing it because it is very nuanced when it comes to adjustments. But if they keep on doing the same damn thing in the second half they were doing the first half, who's
2: doing what? Rally Days, presented by Seat Geek. Give NFL fans an experience of a lifetime the day prior to Dallas Cowboys home games. On October 28th, enjoy activities at Miller Lighthouse. Get behind-the-scenes tours of AT&T Stadium and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for more and for more information. You know what? Get your tickets right now. Get them today. When we come back, Jess, you were there with the assistant coaches talk today. Let's get a little report, give us some nuggets from that. Uh, we'll do that next right here All the Players Line. Brought to you by Tostitos. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
6: Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss at hugoboss.com and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss.
0: We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge.
2: Dallas Cowboys Game Time, powered by Lenovo, the official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Sign up now to compete in Madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a VIP experience to a 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers begin on October 6th, and they run through the 13th. Learn more and register at dallascowboys.com. Come. I'm Nui Scrux. This is Players last We mix things up a little bit here. We got two players. Jesse Holly, Everson Walls. Player. Jess Navarez joins Play-a. us right now. And, is that uh, my
3: title? No. Oh, I no. like, whoa. Okay. Lay your head down. Lay your head down. You see, you no, sing. beautiful singing
2: it, it is
4: not please don't
2: that encourage was beautiful. do not so, encourage that so, it's always it's always one it's always, one. Pretty, it's always one man it's always
4: it's always one I, I want to yeah. bring the brother no, no. I got you I know he's my dude man don't call me Jason Whitman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: dude no lie it, it is it is a it was a uh, <laughs> bowl game I want to say it was the Cotton Bowl Missouri played somebody and I'm just standing there waiting, and a dude starts asking me questions about my column and stuff. Then I realize he thinks I'm Jason Whitlock. Wow! Damn, I need to get on a diet.
4: Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. That sent you to spin class? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Whatever like, it, like, it takes, baby. You bought a trainer. Like, yeah. okay.
2: it's, it's not good? Yeah. It hasn't. That was that was 20 something years ago. It not since. <laughs> but
4: yes. Yes. I was like, oh my
2: all right,
4: um, between Jason, between the Jason Whitlock comment and the Nate Newton comment, Oh so you, you, you've been traumatized, <laughs> oh, brother. Damn. We need to sit down. Okay. We need to we need to sit you down. I need to take you to my therapy session with, with my therapist. Now, this and is just, when it's like just, when
2: I was in Houston during the baseball play. You, you take yourself down your here. <laughs> you on down there. There you go. Take yourself right on down there. Pick up some weights and and start to do that. So yes, yes, Jess assistant coach talk today you were there give me some nuggets
3: yeah so i think some of the most interesting things that we heard was Aiden dirty talked about osa being the unsung hero Mm. not just within the defense right now but as a locker room leader within the team he said the way he goes about things the way that he helps his teammates around him learn the nuances especially with the younger group in the locker room not just in his room but expanding across really the entire team. He said, oh says the unsung hero. I thought that was a really good little nugget. Linda Wells talked about the tight ends room. He talked about those drop passes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are touching base on that earlier. He said, um, you know, they're not satisfied with where they are and there's some growth to be made, but overall, uh, he likes where Jake Ferguson is as this locker room leader for the tight ends room. He talked about Dak going into the, the meetings, saying that that's something new because last year they had Dalton Schultz that would go in right. um, and go into the other meetings not necessarily DAC coming into the meeting so that's something new that they're doing um let's see what else we learned a lot today those really were like the biggest nuggets that we got out of it other than um we heard let's see Scott Tolzian talked about Dak Prescott overall and kind of how he's been impressed to watch his growth over the last four years with how resilient he is with handling the media criticism mm-hmm. specifically. He talked about that too. So there was a lot there was a lot of little nuggets today, but those are the main ones I picked up on.
2: I wasn't there for it, but but let me ask this. Was Trey Lance or- addressed or brought up to he Scott was. Tolzien? He yeah.
3: was, and he asked how uh, he was asked how Trey gets reps when you're in the middle of the season coming in late. You don't have the off-season to kind of build that rapport and get that extra work and in the off-season. He said you take advantage of the reps you get, very similar to what Cooper Rush does. If it's a walk-through rep or if it's a random practice rep where a guy needs a water break, whatever the case is, you take advantage of those reps and you make them count. And so he said that Trey's done a very good job at adjusting picking up things and being organized with how he's learning right now.
2: Still interesting trade and then just where this thing ends up going. You do need a backup quarterback Mm -hmm. and and while Cooper Rush has done a good job, he's getting older. Trey Lance, obviously, a young player and if you hit on this, then you're looking good. If you don't, you you don't, but I'm just going to be very interested. How does this thing work itself out Come next training camp, because that to me is when the payoff will be of can he work himself to the point to be a backup quarterback for this team? Oh, you, don't, you you're I not, like you're not, you're not buying. You, it. You, got, of, you got, you got, you've got, you've got to look. You i see, thought I heard a the Say maybe no, <laughs> don't,
4: don't don't hold back. Don't be scared. No, come on now. You <laughs> know, I'm a lot of. You, I'm a lot of. I'm on. a lot of things. Bring it <laughs> to me now. Come on, Jersey. Come on, New Jersey. Come on, Man. Because here's my thing. <laughs> you, you didn't bring this guy here for a backup role. Like, you just don't bring that caliber of a player here to say, I'd like to think if he could make a backup role. Like, we, we understand that, right? Like, we understand the, 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 the landscape of how when you look at a player of, of the number three overall pick, you're not trying to figure out, you know what, I think he'd be a good backup for Dak Prescott. Your, your thought process is, can we keep the luck of the train moving? This Cowboys team has been very, you can call it fortunate, you can call it blessed, you can call it lucky, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But in the last 20 years, to take an undrafted free agent and turn him into a franchise quarterback, to take a fourth-round pick and turn him into a franchise quarterback, there has been an immense amount of blessings, luck, fortune, whatever you want to cast upon uh, that title. This is a train-moving piece. This is... Can we have we found the piece to keep the train moving? We're saying third round pick. There's a pedigree in that. Can we can we unearth the talent that a lot of people saw coming out of North Dakota North Dakota State mm-hmm. third,
2: third overall
4: pick. third excuse me third. third overall pick. Can we unearth that talent? Because let's be frank, and, and I'm not I have nothing against Dak Prescott, but you're in year eight. At this point in time, either you got it or you don't. And with that looming $61 million tag number that comes with him next year, you have to make a decision. You're either going to extend him or you're going to take that number and eat that number and say, you're going to play on the $61 million. And then after that, we're either going to let Trey Lance be the guy and we're going to go forward with that, or we're going to hitch our wagon to you to two or three more years and see if this thing can't go. Trey Lance wasn't brought here to be a backup. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't bring a guy of that caliber here to be a backup. You're trying to find out, is this the next dude to keep your train of quarterbacks, like I said before, however you want it, keep this thing moving going into the future.
2: So let me come back to you on this, Everson, because you played the league with this guy at the time. Steve Walsh didn't work out at Tampa. They end up taking Vinny Testaverde. Walsh trades for him. He backs up Joe Montana for a number of years, ended up having a Hall of Fame type career. Do you envision him being that kind of player? Because when Walsh got Steve Young, he had a whole bunch of warts on. And there was people like, we don't know. How do you see Lance?
5: I don't see him as a Steve Young. Okay. I just don't. I see him as a person that could be a very good backup quarterback. That's just the way I see it. They didn't pay much for him. So I don't think they took much of a chance on him. Uh, I think he was something that kind of fell into their lap because the 49ers felt like – they could do better with Purdy. And so Purdy made him uh, disposable. That's what I see. I don't see him coming in here being, I know you're not saying this, being a threat to Dak necessarily. But like you said, just a, uh, it was low-hanging fruit. You know, he was there for us, and he he is very shiny. That's what I like about him. He's very shiny. That's what the Cowboys like about him. I just don't see him coming in here to be that Steve Young. If he does, man, God bless us. (laughs) Because we could use that. I mean, because if if Dak doesn't make it uh, within the next few years and he's still here, then, yeah, they might look at him. But I'm pretty sure, it's just my opinion, that Dak is going to be that guy. He's going to sign another contract here. I believe that. I truly believe that.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I think you didn't lose anything by getting a guy like Trey Lance on your team. You didn't lose anything, but you gained something. You gained a young guy that could potentially come in and take that backup quarterback role here in the next couple of years. And I say potentially because they put a lot of value in Cooper Rush and what he's been able to do with the opportunity he's gotten. Cooper Rush is a backup quarterback that knows the scheme. He's been through the highs and lows with Kellen and now McCarthy's play calling. He knows the nuances. He he's. Enthralled in in his work environment, right? And so with Trey Lance, you have a guy that has potential, but is that enough to say anything yet? But,
4: and that's I my point, Jess. If you have a guy in Cooper Rush, right? Like you're talk, we're talking about backup. So I don't want to hear he's getting older or anything right. like that, mm-hmm. because we're not we're not looking him for him to be the future of what we're doing. Backup. We're looking for him to in the in the event that something happens to our there starter. Can he step in for a game, two, three, five? Trey Lance is Rush? much
5: more attractive than Cooper Rush when you talk about it. But for everything Jess just, just said,
4: he's been here. He understands the system. He understands the environment. He yeah. understands the players. The coaches know him. You know exactly what, what you're is. getting with Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. So in the event that something happens, True. you go, "We're good. Mm-hmm. We got Cooper Rush. He mm-hmm. knows us. We know mm-hmm. him. I know where I can. I, I know where I can take his talent. I know where he can't go." That's why I look at this and I go, if, if, if the backup quarterback is your thing, you have one. You have so, one in Cooper Rush. Trey Lance represents the BBD, the bigger better deal. Yeah, that, that's that's that's, that's, that's their whole. thing. I thought you were gonna say BBL. I'll buy the Whoa! I'm to <laughs> I'm gonna say, You know what I'm saying? I, I say. I, I, as a man who I, 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 I enjoy. Don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I have
5: okay. no idea. I, okay. Why we okay. To, why okay, we
4: laughing. Okay, <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> I'll leave that to you, youngsters. Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: Me, me, uh, me.
0: Don't me, put it on me. me. Because,
4: uh, Y'all know. Don't
2: play on
4: Y'all me. know. Y'all you know. It's yes, yes, yes. wrong, wrong show, Jess. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry, oh wrong show. sorry, wrong show. Wrong sorry, wrong show. Sorry, Jess. Wrong show. Play his okay. I'm sorry. Oh, man. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> BBD. Bigger, <or> better deal. <laughs> Bigger, better deal.
2: That's that's what oh, he represents. Man. And and this is and the, the nature of the owner. Wildcat, oil industry. Hey, Let's go dig right there. Let's let's see if we get some 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 of that Texas tea to come out of that that Trey Lance well right there. If it does, great. If not, as you said, Everson, you didn't pay much for it. You're okay. The Niners paid the bulk of it. So mm-hmm. so that's that that's what it is here. All right. Um, as we get close here to end of the show, give me your MVP and the player that's disappointed you so far six games in the year. Ooh. I will start. MVP. The MVP is is Micah Parsons it's for me. Uh, a He's not in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation right now in the top three. I don't think he is. But for this football team, uh, Micah Parsons is the MVP. When I look at disappointment, um, I'm looking at the receivers outside of CD Lamb, meaning Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks, who I thought were going to bring a lot more. And what I saw at training camp, I haven't seen in the games. Cooks did look good against the Chargers, but I've needed to see more. Gallup i i thought hey he's gonna be back that we'd see more i haven't seen that yet so that was been a disappointment obviously they can turn around but right now six games in i thought i would see a lot more from Dax number two and three wide receivers
4: jesse what you got man i, I am i model my life after consistency and so I, i'm always looking for guys who can be the most consistent doesn't always have to be the very best but i know what i get from you Right. Like that, that part, I know exactly what I'm going to get from you. Trust. Yeah. I like that. No, trust requires three things.
2: What's that? Time-proof and consistency.
4: So mm. time I like that. And, and so
5: that to 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 put that time-proof time and consistency, time-proof and consistency,
3: TPC. I got I got BBD and TPC. He was too quick <laughs> with that. <laughs> Not, no, you were that, way too quick no, with that. No, that's from Coach
2: Kevin Eastman. From Coach Kevin Eastman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're right. He was waiting for that. <laughs> You've
2: been dying to say that. Been, that's <laughs> I'm, a, I'm
3: sorry. said, that's a, said you you right. the <laughs> I that's got you. I got you. That's a staple. on the I got
4: you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Trust requires to um, <laughs> and so, for me, I, I, I would say the MVP because of the consistency is Take Lawrence. I think a lot of times we look for the sacks and we look for the, the splash plays, but when you look at just the consistent work, the pressures, the assignment alignment, like the, the grading out, like all those things, um, to me are, are 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 one that I look at and I go, man, the the the. Micah gets the credit for being the the flashy uh-huh. splash player, but Tank to me is is the model of consistency um, on this defense. <sighs> disappointment, and I've been riding for the, I've, I've been riding since the helicopter landed right over here in the field. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is the biggest disappointment to me right now. And it, it hurts my heart. If you if you follow the hanging with the boys show, Freaky Mike is my dude. I, I I stood on the table for Freaky Mike to get signed when we were looking for a new head coach. I wanted him to call plays from from the start. Mm-hmm. Like all, all of the above. And and finally the moment has come for him to step into that 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 that, that place of this is my offense and I can really call it the way that I want to call it. And and boy, we, we've 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 been left with a lot to desire. And in training camp, you saw it. It was it was ball with high flying air and high flying air and this and this and I I watched training camp over here and that thing was slinging around the park. We get here and I'm just like, where did he go? Well, what what happened to this Texas coast offense? Okay, four and two, uh, four and two, not good enough, for Jesse Holly. Okay. No, okay. no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say 4 and 2 was good again, enough. It's,
5: it's early.
4: I didn't say He's 4 and 2 was not good enough.
2: It's early. It's disappointing.
4: His ability to call the plays in the offense right now to me, from what my, my expectation was, is disappointing. Okay.
5: And he said right now. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Once again, it's That's early. Fair. With me, uh, after seeing his last year's just disappointing season, and I attribute that to the injury uh, to his knee and, and all of that. And I just know the athleticism that this guy possesses. I see him this year. I was looking forward to him challenging C.D. Lamb as the number one receiver, knowing the C.D. is going to stay number one. But I love it when that number two guy challenges that number one number. And so I'd have to say Michael uh, Gallup has really disappointed me to this point. Tony Hill ain't walking through that door. Yeah, man. (laughs) I I look for him to really be more comfortable on that knee. And maybe he is, but I have not seen him be that guy that can take it deep. You know, we still need a guy that can go deep. Michael Gallup is that guy. CD could be that guy as well. We have receivers that can go deep, but he hasn't shown that he can get away from a defensive back, you know, enough to where he can open himself up for a target for his quarterback. Who's your MVP? MVP? Michael Parsons. That's easy. I mean, I could say that year-round, and 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 I, I love that. But, I'm looking at DeLong. I just really love the way – I love his consistency. I always have. There's no different this year. He's not breaking out doing a lot of things, but he's holding down his end and he's making some of those quiet plays that put us back on track defensively. Jess, save the best for
3: last. All right. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm going to go, go. CeeDee Lamb as my MVP because this is a guy that really had to evolve his mindset to be a wide receiver one because he talked about it last year. He said it's a mindset change that you have to get into. And although he has not been productive, I don't put the blame on him for that. I don't necessarily think that he's not getting the ball because he doesn't want to get the ball. What wide receiver, starting <laughs> wide receiver, doesn't want to get the ball?
4: I want the ball. And I was a Jag. <laughs> I was a Jag. I'm ball. like, you give me the ride. right it, now. Yeah, I want the ball. Give me the ball.
3: And that's my point is I don't put it on him for not getting the ball, right? And and I think they're still trying to figure it out. But when he does get the ball, you're talking about a guy that is going to make the play happen. He's your clutch receiver for a reason. He's there. It and he hasn't disappointed. He hasn't disappointed clutch. in in being that okay. starting receiver. And so I'm really excited to see, you know, only a second one hundred yard game of the season so far compared to week one and then Monday night. But What else is he capable of doing now that he said, I want the ball? Dak Prescott heard him. Dak gave him the ball. That's your starting point, and Mm. I'm excited to see that going forward. For me, Jesse, I'm going to agree with you. It's not necessarily Mike McCarthy. It's the play calling that we've seen so far that's disappointed me the most so far this season. I say so far. And here's the thing. Yes, 4-2 is fantastic, but should you have lost to the Cardinals? No. 49ers? Probably, but at the
5: same
3: same time, you haven't seen what Mike McCarthy's play calling is yet and why you've had opportunity to see it fully displayed. And why haven't you? You've seen a different version of it every single week to where you don't even know what the heck this Texas coast offense really is yet. So for me, I want to see more of Mike McCarthy showing his hand to say, look, this is our identity. What is it? What's your identity? You're lacking it. CD lamb. Couldn't even answer that for you. I want to see more of that going forward, and that's not to say it's a knock on anything. It's just the bar is here. I want to see it.
4: That's an that's an agreement. Oh, mic's like, so. off. Oh. That's enough time we've yes. had
5: today. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesse
2: Holly, Emerson Walls, <laughs> Justin really sure. Play us Lounge. We'll they to did to that
3: week. to us on purpose. <laughs> man.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!